Folklore. Reflections from a range of authors, journalists, civic leaders, historians and generally interesting people exploring the importance of the written word, the value of a library and their own inspirations and motivations. Based in RSE Connolly, the James Connolly Visitor Centre, Belfast. Jadie, Vicharja, Ogusfalch, Arash, Iglor, Iglorlan, E. Connolly, you're very welcome back to the first episode in 2021 of our podcast here in RSE Connolly. I'm more than pleased to welcome our first guest of the year, Andre Murphy. Andre is the Deputy Director of Relatives for Justice and also a regular columnist with the Andersonstown News. A proud Dublin woman, she now lives in her adopted city of Belfast and in her podcast today she talks to us about how life rarely goes according to plan and how that isn't always a bad thing. Don't forget you can catch up with the rest of our podcasts on our Buzzsprout, Spotify or website pages. But for now, I'll pass you over to the capable hands of Andre Murphy. G. Eve, and thank you to the Connolly Centre for asking me to be part of your series um, I suppose I'll I'll start off by kind of talking a little bit about growing up in a, in a different era where writing and writers were appreciated, I think, far more for their craft. So in the 1970s and 1980s, this, we still had a time on this island where it was still legitimate and valuable to pursue or to study language and thought for its own value. And I think that has changed a lot. So I was quite lucky to still be part of that generation, you know, where the arts were still being invested in and and quite significantly in, in some respects, you know. And it was viewed very much as part of our heritage, as the land of saints and scholars. And, you know, this is the island that produces the Book of Kells and has a tradition of writing right up to our Nobel laureates, Yeats, Joyce, Beckett, Heaney. And sadly, I think we've we've lost some of that value and it's something that remains part of us as as a people and as an island. But, you know, so maybe our attention has been diverted a bit. So this series is really, really important. I was lucky to have to be a reader and to have readers in our family. There was nobody educated to third level before my generation, but everyone saw the value of books. So there were books always in my home. And my mother, she finished school when she was 13 and had me when she was 16. But she always read voraciously and we inherited books as well from my grandparents. So there were books on railways across the world, but particularly on the island of Britain, uh, because my grandfather was a great steam train enthusiast. You know, there was books on the turn of the century explorers. So we were brought around the world and on journeys in our mind through the, the written word. You know, there were the complete works of Dickens as well. So, you know, you appreciated how language could be used for the pursuit of thought as stories were told. And we had the Irish greats in our home, too. So when you were bored, as you often were, (laughs) because there were two stations on the TV and, you know, there wasn't pastimes as we know them now, you'd pick up a book of Yeats's poetry and you'd immerse yourself in his words and try to figure out what Patrick Kavanagh was talking about and that was our home it wasn't educated but it was it was read and I suppose 
myself, I, I read like a demon and I loved books and especially those that took me into the past and around the world. And it was really was anything to escape the suffocation of 1970s and 80s Catholic Dublin. But I've loved stories as well that were told through film and on television as well. And increasingly so, I think television tells stories in a really beautiful way. But, you know, growing up on the Saturday afternoons with the black and whites on, so Betty Davis and Jezebel or Gregory Peck and To Kill a Mockingbird or Merle Oberon as Kathy and Wuthering Heights, they were written so beautifully and you could appreciate how language was being used by these incredible actors and these incredible directors so beautifully telling stories. And I suppose that was always what um, excited me and my imagination. And when I was 16, I'd wanted to be a journalist and to write and to use words, but I didn't get the points to get into uh, Rathmines DIT to do journalism. So I did English and history as well, which absolutely fitted into where I was and, and my use of language. And I suppose that would have all coincided with my own political awakening and my determination to find out what was happening in my own country where we were censored and women were absolutely treated as second-class citizens and we'd come through horrendous uh, referenda which subjugated women and children even more than they were. So, and we were in a censored partition state. So to go and find literature and writings about those lived experiences was very difficult. Some of it wasn't being written about yet, and some of it was really hidden away, so you wouldn't see it on the, the bookshelves in Eason's or whatever. And what was really nice about Dublin was that I was able to find not so much an underground, but a, a place where you could find that people were writing and contributing. So there was the Dublin Resource Centre and they particularly specialised in feminism and um, people who were gay and queer and writings that were there. There was the Connolly Bookshop with left-wing and international writings. And I suppose where I found my home, 44 Parnell Square and 58 Parnell Square, what was happening in my own country was being written about and was being recorded. And it was so important for those experiences to be recorded, particularly in books, because it gave a gravitas to thought and new audiences everywhere and broke censorship because that couldn't be censored. Um, I ended up working in on Fublocked Republican News, not as a writer, but a proofreader. The editor, Micheál McDonagh, once got me to write something and I couldn't. I, I did such a bad job. He just sent me off to check spellings after that. And I loved every minute of it. What was so important was the privilege, I think, to see publications like on Glor Gaffa coming out of the prisons and, you know, people like Brian Campbell and Lawrence McKeown were putting that together while they were still in, in the prison. And the weekly editions of Unfublocked, you know, it was uncensored news. It was recording experiences that nobody else was recording at all, particularly the awakening to the extent of British state collusion and during the time that I was there from 1990 to 94, you know, and we were recording a conflict um, and 
and and a progression toward peace as well, because what had been completely censored and went unnoticed was the extensive writing that was toward a lasting peace and what scenarios for peace and that word peace increasingly becoming part of the Republic, Republican vernacular. And, you know, it was such a privilege to be part of that. Um, and I suppose in my latter years, working in Relatives for Justice, recording the voices of people, many of whom have passed away during my time in there, where people's experiences of harm had had always gone um, unrecorded or as basically, you know, a story, a, a newspaper clipping that went, but never the impact of conflict harm, never the lifelong lasting consequences of that. And we've been able to do that in Relatives for Justice and being part of that process has been really something that it goes beyond privilege and I know will last into um, future generations and be part of studies in future generations. And what we've been able to do is find expression for that experience in more than just words, but also in the imagery where some things are completely unspeakable and unwritable. So people express them through art or through quilts. And that has been really important as well. And then unbelievably, you know, five years ago, uh, the Anderson's 10 News come to me and asked me to start writing a column to replace Father Des Wilson. And it was absolute, and I didn't know if I could write and I didn't know if I could put all these ideas and expressions that I had in myself out there, having not got into journalism, having not been able to write in, in Unfublocked. And immediately I found that there was a voice inside myself that was able to come out in words. And maybe it was just the right time in terms of my life at my late 40s that I become a writer and um, start writing columns and start writing ideas. And it really gives me an appreciation for people who can write more than five to six hundred words um, when they write columns or they write pamphlets or they write books because I write in very short amounts. And I can do that every week because the world is so exciting and politics is so exciting and the stories people have to tell that can be noticed and expressed in a column, all of that can be done there. So I, I'm very, very lucky in the journey that I've had that I've been able to see all the different forms of, of writing and the different forms of how we make ideas um, rec how we record ideas and how we can make them something that is accessible to other people and I would just encourage everyone to do that because there's a story in everybody and we all notice the little things and it's the little things that people really respond to because that's what makes politics relevant or it's what makes uh, writing relevant or it makes libraries relevant it's the little things in people's lives that are so important to make change and make wonder possible and you know we all need to keep writing because there are so many things for us to discover in each other and you know I would just encourage everybody to find to put down on paper to to read somebody else's stories and expand our worldview because in a world where people want to narrow how we express ourselves to to social media or to um, tweets or whatever, 
there is a lot there that we can still be expressing, discovering and sharing to ensure we don't become more closed. But we are a world of ideas and possibilities and literature and writing and sharing. All of that is so important. So pick up a book, go to a library and start writing. And that's my only message for this. And thanks very much. Thank you.